Hey guys, I want to tell you about Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. And how do I know? Because Todd Orndorff on a podcast now switched to Anchor. And it's absolutely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Can you imagine not having to lug all of your equipment every place you go to do an interview or record? You can do it all right from your phone. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to be heard, they send you there. You do the fun stuff, they do the hard stuff. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm just steady going downhill. Like It's getting worse by the hour, I can feel it. We're talking about a man. That's me. He's esteemed. Uh-huh. He's known worldwide. You heard him. He has listeners everywhere. Woo! Damn near every corner of the globe. That's far. Mr. Tata. Let's go. Dying a podcast veteran. Been in the game for 10 years. I got the co-host. That knows most. And that's Johnny. And I'm Toddy. This is the TC. What's up, what's up, and good evening to you. This is Todd Orner from the Toddcast coming at you from the great state of PA, Central PA to be exact. My name is Todd Orner. I'll be your party host for this evening. And along with me today, from parts unknown, he's the hype man for Tattooed in the Wild, the raging redneck himself, the title holder to Castle Venison, Jerkay, Johnny Simonetti, or Simonetti. It never matters because he's ready. Johnny, what's up, my friend? What's up, my homie? I say you. I say you getting your credentials in right well, away. Well, you know it's going to be. You got to get that. You, yeah, you got to get that dip in. You know, this is a special episode. And I feel like I would upgrade today because uh, we do have a guest on today. And last week I was talking about how like I, I got kids, so I got to go grizzly. You know what I mean? But it's a special episode, so Johnny Simo. Not afraid to spend an extra buck today, oh, my man. There you go. <laughs> I, seriously, I thought you had Hawkins for a minute. Come on now. Come on, man. I uh, know. I'm just kidding, dude. I'm just kidding. How's life in Virginia, man? Anything anything special going on? Uh, no, nothing special. Uh, no, nothing special. I'm I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, okay. you know, we we've already talked. I'll, I'll leave it at that, homie. You know, you know, every every freaking episode, you always say, you know, we already talked. Like, We're talking on the air. Everybody's going to be like, what are these guys talking about? Because they never say anything about what they talked about on the air. And now here you are. Yeah, you know, we already talked. Great show. Yeah, but I could get sued. So <laughs> okay, then keep your okay, then keep your mouth shut, Johnny. Uh, we uh, Johnny, we got a guest today, man. We're uh, yes, yes, sir. <laughs> There's there's something going around that the whole world just absolutely cannot escape, no matter how hard they try. And uh, it is this whole COVID stuff, man. And, you know, you and I have a little confession to make. Yep. Why don't you, uh, sure? why don't you hit him with it first? I'll hit him with the first because there was probably four or five episodes ago where we just kind of played it off as a joke. We uh, did. For real. Yeah. Well, I did. Yeah, in a way, did. we we didn't understand the severity of things, right? No. Is just from the things that I was just, I guess, envisioning in my head, it would be like, 
like a minor amplified flu, maybe on like some real shitty steroids, maybe, you know, but it turns out it really wasn't the case. Right. Yeah. And that's, and I, if, if I recall, I I made reference to, oh, it's just a flu on steroids. I will get over this shit. Yeah. And then shit just went wild. Yeah. I can, I can honestly say, and, uh, that, you know, I was, it's, it's out there for the world to hear. I was the same way as you, right? I, yes, sir. I I agreed with you wholeheartedly. We, we didn't, and it wasn't being ignorant because I do distinctly remember saying on the episode, you know, like if somebody has this or whatever, you know, like think about like take this stuff seriously, whatever. We just didn't understand because it was so fresh and so new. I think we started talking about this the first week that there was a whole, you know, hey, look, there's something happening. Yeah. You know, but uh. So we're a few weeks into this thing now. What is it, like six or seven weeks, maybe now, possibly more? Yeah. Do you? Uh, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd say we're six, seven, you know, weeks into it now. Well, for the longest time, you know, I, I was like, I'm not gonna know anybody, man, that has this thing, you know, whatever. But uh, it turns out I do, and uh, and actually, as of Tuesday, I found out I know somebody else too, which. We will give a shout-out to this individual later on because the dude deserves it. But uh, we actually have a guest today, folks. Good buddy of mine, a man who actually had tested positive and beat this son of a bitch. And uh, he's on here today to talk about it. My good friend, my pal, my brother, Kenny Smith. Kenny, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Good. As I'm, I'm, I'm really excited you're here, for, uh, actually, for multiple reasons. One, because, you know, you're just my freaking buddy two you're a rock star and three i don't have to listen to johnny all the time so that's uh yeah i'm 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 here for all ears tonight kenny welcome buddy nice to meet you nice to see you nice nice to meet you as well i'm gonna be all ears tonight i promise you johnny well johnny that was a joke by the way (laughs) hey let let me back up a little bit i want to i want to make a little confession myself I was the same way as you guys. I'm like telling my wife, you know, yeah, we should be careful, but it's it's just a flu, you know, like, you know, we same thing. And um, when I did end up coming down with this and getting it, I was only the second person in, in my county to have it. So I was the first person wow. I knew that got it. But um, and just a little backstory, I had a uh, beginning of February, I had ankle surgery, so I was pretty much laid up for six weeks prior to getting this. And uh, so it's not like I was out running around and not being cautious. I was very limited the amount that I was out of the house and contracted this. But, wow. Um, as a matter of fact, I'll, I'll tell that story real quick. I was um, laid up for six weeks. Um, the Saturday came along. My wife and I went out and we looked at a, a new car and then I uh, went to another dealership and ended up buying a new car. The whole time I'm on crutches and a cast and my wife's opening all the doors for me. We're trying to keep social distancing. That's Saturday. Tuesday, I went to my doctor's office and, you know, answered all their questions. No fever, no symptoms, anything like that. Uh, Very cautious. Everybody wore masks in the office. Um, They cut my cast off, put me in a walking boot. I came home. Um, And then the next morning I got up and Todd knows this about me. You know, I was 
got up and I was excited that I had a walking boot and a cast. I could actually do something. So I'm like, I'm going to go down and get the mail. That's a driveway's not too long. I walk down, I get back and I'm like, my God, I'm fat. Like <laughs> I can't, my friend, you know, so I was, I'm like, wow, I've been laid up for too long. So, uh, that was the first, first symptoms was that that was, uh, Wednesday morning. And, um, it took me a little bit to catch my breath about 10 or 15 minutes after that short walk. And I, I, you know, all jokes aside, I did put it to, Hey, I haven't, uh, I haven't been active, you know, like I, I really need to work on getting in shape and stuff like that. So that's Wednesday, Thursday morning, I wake up and I get just going to the bathroom. I walk into the bathroom and I got to put my hands on the sink and really catch my breath. And I knew something was kind of wrong then. Uh, still no fever, no cough, anything this Thursday morning. By Thursday evening, I had a little bit of a dry cough, and you know, my wife and I, just a little concerned, but still, like you, like we don't know anybody that has this. I haven't been anywhere. It can't can't be the COVID. So we're saying, if it's, see how it is Friday morning, and I'll I'll make a call if it's the same or any worse. So Friday morning came, and I was just struggling a little bit to breathe, just even sitting still, just like kind of breathing heavy. Still no fever, but the cough was still persistent, but just. Like they said, a completely dry cough, just like something tickling you in the back of your throat almost. And um, so I called the doctor. They told me, uh, answered a bunch of questions, and they said, why don't you go ahead to the emergency room just to get checked out. I go down to my emergency room. You know, they have somebody set up outside to kind of treat, check everybody. Uh, ask me some questions. I put a mask on. I have uh, my temperature, still no temperature. Um, I go in. They start treating me. Yeah, I'm, I'm short of breath. Within three hours, um, I have a temperature of 103.5. Um, oh. I'm just steady going downhill. Like, it's getting worse by the hour. I can feel it when Friday came along. And uh, they diagnosed me with pneumonia, uh, tested me for the corona Friday night. And uh, even still, I'm like, okay, I got pneumonia. You know, like, sucks, but that's what happens when you're laying around a lot. And I was laid up. You know, so they're going to they admit me overnight for that. And uh, again, just laying in bed, can't catch my breath. And if I started coughing, it was getting worse. So by Saturday morning, I was twice as bad as I was Friday. And I'm literally laying there. And my concentration was don't take a deep breath, because if you take a deep breath, you're going to cough. And that's going to be 20 minutes just trying to get mm. back, you know. And mm. then uh, I guess about. I had a couple, three different Anna, um, three different IVs in me at the time for, I was dehydrated. I, you know, I, I, that was the one symptom I did have for the, the most of that week, you know, going back a little bit was I had no appetite. You know, I was short of breath and tired, but I wasn't eating and hardly drinking. So, um, Saturday, I'm, you know, I'm laying in there and they have me in isolation because they don't know. They don't have any test results back yet. So it's, you know, my wife can't come in. Nobody can come to the hospital. It's just me, you know, no wife, no kids. Um, the nurses are coming in every, you know, so often to check on me. And then by, uh, I guess about 1230 in the afternoon, uh, I get a call on my cell phone. It's a number I don't recognize. And it's the, uh, Calvary, I live in Calvary County, Maryland. It's the Calvary County Health Department telling me that I've tested positive for the coronavirus. And, uh, as much of a shock as it came, the guy tried to break you the little news. He's like, uh, because this is such and such from the Calvary County Health Department. You know, I need to let you know that you're the 
you've tested positive and you're the second case in the county. Unfortunately, I don't have a T-shirt for you or anything, but, you know. <laughs> I bet I can make that happen. I'll yeah. make that happen. All right. I'll so, make that happen. But, uh, that was the loneliest, scariest call. And um, to be honest, our, my hospital wasn't really ready for it. Um, they had had one case in my county, but I don't believe it was at that hospital. So they had been coming in, gounded up. But from that call, I was in the hospital room for six hours after that without a single person coming in. Um, for about the last two, two and a half hours, the alarms were going off on my IV because they were all empty, you know, and uh, because they were they had to wait for gowns. Like you have to cover your eyes. Like if, you know, when I'm in there and I'm infected, if I cough, just that being airborne can get into your eyes. Yep. You know, so when they finally came in, literally, I could only see the nurse's eyes, you know, and uh, but for that six hours, you know, the loneliest time of my life, for sure. And I was so bad at breathing, I could hardly talk to my wife. You know, I'd try and call her on the phone, but, you know, it's like everything else, you know, start breathing. Or I, I start coughing and I just have to go. And uh, that Saturday afternoon, by Saturday night. 9 30 10 o'clock i called my wife and uh you know we struggled through a conversation but i told her i, I need to let you know a few things and she's like what do you mean i'm like just you just have to listen to me you know i had some you know, a little bit of money fun money you know you buy your wife a present or something you always have hidden at least i do <laughs> but uh i, I know that, i know that uh, about you actually yeah <laughs> so um you know, I, I'm like, I need to tell you a couple of things where I have some things in the house and she didn't want to hear it. And I didn't want to tell her, but we both knew we had to have that conversation and I uh, cried through it. And I just didn't know if I was going to, it was so bad, so quick that if it kept going as bad as it was, I wasn't going to make it through the night, you know? And um, they were monitoring me very closely, but they told me, we don't want to, we don't want to give you oxygen and we don't want to put you on a ventilator. So you have to do everything you can to beat this. And once I was diagnosed, they stopped all the IVs and everything. The only thing I got was Tylenol and a uh, cough, uh, pill for a coffee. And, uh, yeah. And they said, your body has to beat it. That's your chance. As soon as we give you oxygen or we put you on an incubator, the second we do that, your body goes, whew, okay, I don't have to fight anymore. You, know? you become dependent. You become yep. dependent. Yep. So they're like, we're going to do everything we can. So that was me on the downfall, just skyrocketing, basically. Not thinking it could get any worse and not get worse by the day, but by the hour. And then uh, Sunday morning, I woke up, you know, I was couldn't really sleep. You're on and off all night, but you're also just exhausted. Um, but Sunday morning, I woke up and I wasn't worse, which was the first plus, you know, I wasn't much better, but I definitely wasn't worse. And um, as Sunday progressed along, they, you know, my oxygen levels were the same and everything was going pretty good. They came in and said they were going to take one more. I didn't say this earlier, but when they first checked me into the hospital, they did a chest x-ray. And that's when they diagnosed me with the uh, pneumonia. So Sunday, they said, we're going to take another chest x-ray. And it's not the pneumonia, it's the corona in your lungs. That's is basically the pneumonia. So if it is not worse, we're going to send you home and you're going to have to find it out there, you know, cause you don't want to be here, you know? So they did that. And, uh, I guess about six, seven o'clock that night, they told my wife to pull up out front and they rolled me out in the wheelchair 
and uh, get in the car with her. And that just developed a whole nother group of fears for me because, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have a basement that has a full bathroom in it, but I'm still coming home to my wife and my three boys who are quarantined because I exposed them previously. And, uh, you know, your fear, my fear goes from dying to, Oh my God, if I infect somebody in my family, you know, but, uh, amen, brother. Yeah. And then just getting from my car into my house and into my basement. And then I'm down there and I finally get to a chair and, you know, my youngest son is 14 and he comes down. And I remember the fear in his eyes because I'm coughing and I'm struggling to breathe. And, you know, my wife finally took the kids upstairs and said, just give them a, an hour or two. To, you know, and it took me probably 45 minutes just to catch my breath and settle down. And then, you know, they could come down at the bottom of the steps and I'm across the room and, you know, just say hi real quick. But other than that, it was my wife come down, drop food off and go back upstairs. So I don't know if you want me to keep talking or. What you got, Todd? Y'all have any questions so far? Well, to like to go back to the very beginning, you know, you mentioned you thought it was like the flu, and uh, that was your your perception of all this. And my memory sucks; it's just the way that it is. But do, did a lot of people think that because the media was saying something like that? Like, is that where it all stemmed from? Because, I mean, I never heard of it. Johnny probably never heard of it. You probably never heard of it. You know, just well, the coronavirus. Okay. What is yeah. it? So, but all of us thought it was the flu. Where did, where did that idea stem from? Because I can't remember. Well, for me, I'm a believer of you're going to listen to the news and you're going to listen for what you want to hear, honestly. You know? And um, I heard it on the news. You know, you hear all these the people that if you don't want to believe in a corona, like yeah, the corona, but look at the numbers for the infected corona people and look how many how many people influenza affects every year and how many people die from that, you know. So that was the thing I was hanging on to, but uh a couple of things like I told you my fever was one to three point five. They started, you know, pumping me full of Tylenol and all and it was gone in I guess about four or five hours my fever broke. I never had another fever, you know. So since this time I, I probably know eight or 10 people that have, have gotten it and they've all had different, different levels of it. And the reason I say eight or 10 is at time, the reason, you know, is early on, um, even when I was in the hospital, my wife and I made a decision to, to share our story. And, uh, my wife was kind of giving daily updates on Facebook and stuff. And we knew that there was going to, it was going to isolate some people from us, but if we could help anybody, because I was one of the ones that didn't believe. So I wanted to get that out there, you know? So, you know, we had a real quick story about that. I have a, a buddy of mine and uh, one of, he's got three kids and he gets a call from a, a one of the kids' parents. And she says, I understand, you know, um, the second victim in the County that has the Corona. And he says, yeah, it's one of my close friends. You know, I've known him for 30 years. And she goes, Oh, when was the last time you saw him? And he goes, oh, it's, unfortunately, it's been three or four months at least. He goes, okay, well, I don't want my kids around your kids anymore, just to let you know. And he's like, okay, fine. <laughs> you know? So you get people like that, but on the opposite end, the reason I know eight or ten people that have had it is some of them I've just met because of this. Like, they'll reach out to me. And, right. like, and then that's eight or ten people that I know and probably 20 or 30 people that I know are like, 
hey, I have this going on. Does this sound familiar? You know? So. Well, um, I can honestly say that you're that, uh, you know, um, you broke some news to me on Tuesday, but you were the, you're basically like the only person I, that I have known that has, you know, had this up until, uh, up until Tuesday. Okay. There's, um, it's not super heavy here. I mean, I, I got an update not too long ago on how many cases are actually in my county. It's not very much, thankfully. And I live in a pretty big area. But uh, how's it looking for you down there in uh, in Virginia, Johnny? Our cases are picking up every day. Uh, a, a buddy of mine made a post on Facebook the other day and kind of downplaying it. So, and his post was, so you, honest opinion, who do you know that has coronas and, and speak uh, truthfully? Well, we have a client of ours at our shop. Now, they are from Florida. They contracted the disease. Both of them did, husband and wife, older couple, and they are down in Florida. Joe and Sharon, both, I'm not going to mention their last names, they both contracted it while we were we were shut down for two weeks at our shop, and that's when we found out they had it. They took Sharon off of a respirator last Monday, and she passed away on Tuesday morning. So when when someone asks me if I know anybody that has it or has had it, absolutely I do. Joe is at home still on quarantine. He's still holding his own. But his wife did pass away uh, from the coronavirus when they took her off the respirator. She had a DNR, which is do not resuscitate, and she's not to be on a, um, a life support. And I think I've told this story. When Papa Draymond's dad got on, when he had a pneumococcal pneumonia, he was on a breathing machine. And you can only be on that for nine days. After nine days, they have to switch you to another machine, which is considered life support. And he had the same clause in his will. He's not to be on life support. So that's what happened to Sharon. When they got close to the nine days, they took her off and did not put her on the life support. And they took her off on Monday evening, and she passed away Tuesday morning from coronavirus so yes i do know personally know someone who's had it he still has it he's still recuperating at his home but his wife did pass away from it you know some scary shit you know one of the crazy things about this is if you look at like all the numbers on uh you know on the line or whatever of all the people that have been affected by this i think the u.s is right around a million i believe we may have just passed a million within the past few days since last time I looked. I'm not sure. But, you know, I've asked numerous people ever since finding out about you, dude. Like, I've been asking everybody, you know, like, do you know anybody that has this? Do you know anybody? Because the numbers are so large. And mm-hmm. it seems like virtually everybody asks. It's like, no, man, I, I, I know nobody, you know. And if I didn't know you, I, I'd i be the same way. But the numbers, yeah. so it, it's strange, man. I guess down here we're a little more populated because everybody down here knows somebody. Um, everybody knows Kenny Smith. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the two direct people I know, um, Ty, we could talk later, but one is uh, an a, a old co-worker of ours. Uh, her husband's a first responder, 
uh, firefighter EMT. He he's positive. He just recovered this week. And another is my old neighbor, who um, she's a nurse and uh, she's recovered. They're both back to work full time. So, but um, neither one of them were hospitalized, but they're tested positive. You know, and then I you get somebody like me. I know another person that was in their early 30s that was in the hospital for five days and uh, about the same as me. And then um, my son's football coach, his mom's 75 years old, smoker, everything. She's sick. They call her back to tell her she's positive and she's outside planting plants, you know? I mean, she's fine. Never, It's just like a mild case of it. So I think there's definitely different strands of it, you know, and, and it's obviously going to affect different people different ways, but yeah, that's one thing I always wondered was about, you know, like, is it all going to be the same for everybody? Or if, you know, if there could be just, you know, some mild case here, somebody just might have one or two of the things, but technically test positive. You know, it's, I feel like there's a lot of unanswered things just because it's still relatively very freaking new. But, yeah. but didn't you mention, uh, in your one one video that, that you posted that it caused you to drop 40 pounds? Yeah, I lost 40 pounds in nine days. And, Dude. Uh, so fortunately, I, I found most of it now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't far away. I'm, I'm not, not going to lie. It wasn't far away. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. That no. that reminds me of a video in Kenny's truck, and I'm pretty sure he will remember <laughs> what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, but, we, <laughs> but we but we won't go there. But uh, oh, so love it. So when Paige came to pick you up from mm-hmm. from the hospital, did she have and take you home? Did she have to wear anything special for the ride home to protect herself, or was she just a normal everyday um, wear? No, the the, the um, health department told me to to do our best to you know keep her away. Like she wore, a, I wore a mask. Um, she was driving. I, I got in the back of the car and, you know, pretty much as far away as you came from her, but health department said, do your best to keep your distance. But the reality is she's already, you've already exposed her. Right. You know? So, um, that's why I was wondering to help it. Yeah. But so, you know, that, like I said, that was my, by far my biggest fear after words was coming home. And then the, the restrictions that I was told, were separate. My wife and kids were quarantined for 14 days because they said the virus can take up to 14 days to, to, uh, you could be carrying up for that long. So that's why you had to quarantine for 14 days. When I was released from the hospital, the only stipulations they gave me was I had to be symptom free for 72 hours. So he said it could take you two weeks, could take you four weeks, it could take you three days, you know, but, um, they said no, no fever. No, um, you know, none of the symptoms, no cough. They said, but, you know, in our area, you're going to have a little bit of a cough with the, the pollen and everything else that's going on, but no symptoms for 72 hours. So I met that and I still, uh, like I told my wife, I'm, so, I'm going to stay down here for another three days too. And that took me two weeks. Um, ended up taking two weeks before I was symptom free, but I was still scared to go up and be around my kids, you know? Yeah. I, I remember you saying that, and, uh, you know, especially being a daddy now, you know, it's like I would be absolutely terrified to walk upstairs. 
Yeah. Even though already, you know, like they live with you and stuff, you know what I mean? But after going through all this, it's like, holy shit. What am I going to do? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't don't know. I'd I'd be terrified. It's weird. I'm sitting in my basement and I'm like, I can't wait to hug my wife and my kids. And then I finally get the opportunity and I'm like, man, I'm scared to hug my wife and my kids. You know? Yeah. And the the whole time he's hugging all of his Redskins gear down in his basement, Johnny, just so Uh, you know. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's okay. I'll take I'll take the Redskins over the Cowboys any day, baby. Yeah. He was downstairs wearing his jerseys. He he was doing okay. Mm. But, <laughs> but that's what got me through it was the Redskin gear, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure to reach out and let them know. But uh, so Johnny, you got any questions about any of this so far? Because it's it, it's no, I, I don't I, know, I, man. It's I, difficult. Honestly, I don't have any questions. I'm sitting here on the edge of my seat, and I know y'all can see me. My hands are up by my mouth. I'm just taking it all in, and I can't I can't imagine what you were going through when you can't hug your wife, you can't hug your kids. Yeah. It's just it's it's heartbreaking to me. I mean, it really is. And then and like like Todd and I said at the beginning of the uh show, you know, I I'm feeling guilty for not taking this shit serious myself weeks ago. And listening to your story, it's breaking my heart. And then coming back to the fact that I actually know people that have it and actually know someone that lost their life to this shit. Yeah. I, I really, I, I really feel guilty. And, and I have definitely made a conscious decision to change the way I do anything. Uh, my wife, my wife has acid reflux and that was acting up on her and it caused her to have, have asthma. Well, she actually had to go get tested two weeks ago. Todd, I think we talked about this last week. Yeah. Only because she knew what it was. She knew exactly what it was. She said, it's mm-hmm. my acid reflux is cause, causing my asthma problems. Her doctor said, nope, any kind of. Uh, breathing treatments, you know, or difficulties, you have to go get tested. And of course, she came back negative, but still, it was two, you know, two and a half days before we got those tests back, and and we were all on pins and needles. I didn't go to work. I told my boss, I said, I don't feel right coming to work if there's a chance that my wife has it, and if I infect anybody at my work, I'm gonna feel like an asshole. Yeah. So. Well, it- you guys are making up for it by what you're doing here right now. Just kind of getting the word out. And we're not pushing it on people. It's more like, hey, this is this is real. Yeah, everybody believe, but just this is just information for people, you know. And and uh, the two positives that I wanted to get out after, you know, I wanted to share my story as much as I could. But um, the nurses that I had is, you know, as lonely as I was in that room. I had two nurses, a day nurse and a night nurse that just kind of went above and beyond. And when, when they would come in, even though I could only see their eyes, I could see the smile in their eyes and yeah. you know, come in and grab your hand while they're talking to you and hold your hand. Like, you know, I definitely reached out to my hospital when I got out and, you know, everybody's doing things around town. You know what I mean? But the other thing was I was able to find a, um, a test group. Uh, Indianapolis that they're doing live patient testing with the plasma. So if you have recovered from coronavirus, you've had no symptoms for 14 days, and you have a negative test, 
they'll take the plasma from your blood donation and they'll actually insert that into a critical patient. They're approved by the FDA to do live testing on patients. So that's, oh, they, shit. that's cool. Yeah, that's so, freaking I awesome. To, yeah. I donated uh, last month and um, they said that my plasma would be into a patient by the end of the day, you know, oh, and uh, wow. so I get to go do that again. Uh, see may 11th i think i have another appointment so you can do it every day so i didn't even know they were doing stuff like that you know what i mean i i I don't know if it's just if it's like like a part of your like elite little club of of a million people who have had this or something but like why don't we know about that that's freaking awesome that should be that should be stuff plastered everywhere i knew they were studying the plasma and the antibodies of people that have recovered because basically your body's figured out how to beat it so it's your plasma that does it, so maybe that can help other people. So originally, I had signed up with Johns Hopkins University to be part of their studies. And then it just so happened through a, um, a mutual friend, I had done some estimating on uh, on a wallpaper job. Todd knows I do wallpaper on the side. And um, it was a, a doctor, and he had reached out through the designer when he heard that I had this, and he's the one that had heading this program. And asked if I'd be willing to donate it. And I, like I said, I couldn't be happier to know that it's actually going into live testing and not just, you know, clinical, which I'd be just happy in clinical, but if this can help anybody, it's super exciting to me, you know? Well, buddy, uh, Kenny, Kenny, let me be the first one to tell you. You know, the old saying goes, not all heroes wear capes. Well, I definitely. No, 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 no. That's you, baby. That's you, buddy. <laughs> well, uh, like I said, I'm not. I'm not sharing any of this for any anybody to pat me on the back or anything. I just want people to know, you know, there's it's definitely not the flu like I and you guys thought. Um, yeah. You know, I, I want to be there for everybody I know. If they have questions, I get I get messages. I've definitely gotten probably thirty messages, and they usually start out with uh, "You don't know me, and I don't know you," but I read your story and I have some questions if you don't mind answering. You know, and I'm happy to do that. And, you know, people I do know that have tested positive, I send them the link to the different studies that I'm being a part of and, you know, just to keep spreading the word, you know, so that. Well, well one of the cool things about you coming on here to do this is actually last week, Johnny and I had a had a pretty decent celebration. And, you know, you said, you know, if it you know just helps one person and all that stuff and you just want to spread the word, well, Johnny and I hit a milestone. We hit a milestone. This this whole COVID thing is obviously worldwide. It's hitting a whole bunch of places pretty freaking hard. And uh, as of last week, Johnny and I are now in 16 different countries. So uh, we're getting listeners all over the globe, bro. So your word will definitely be spread throughout this whole thing. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for the opportunity to share the story, guys. Yeah, man. And, and Kenny, you did say you had a Facebook page, right? Yes, sir. All right, so I'll make sure I get that before we get off the air, so I okay. can I, I'll, I'll be hitting you up tonight, guaranteed, because okay. we are not friends on Facebook, so <laughs> that's going to change tonight. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you this, because one of my biggest fears is, uh, you know, like, yes, you know, some people are, you know, or like afraid to get like eaten by a shark or whatever, or drowning, whatever it may be. My thing is like I've always had this crazy fear of suffocating and not being able to breathe right so Mm -hmm. you mentioned about the severity and things of your breathing does it actually feel like like 
Would you describe it like you feel like you're, you know, you're suffocating? Like, is that what it's, is that how you would compute it's, that? It's very similar. Um, when it was at its worst, I was laying on my side in a dark room and you, you had it, like I basically, it's hard to put it into words, but I had it coming from both ways. Like I, I would breathe in, but I couldn't get enough air in. So you wanted to breathe deeper. But the second you breathe deeper, it triggers a cough. And if you know from coughing, you start coughing, you're breathing heavier and there's nothing there. So once you st- once I started coughing, it's almost like you're choking when you don't have the ability to breathe, you know? So, so it's just lay there. And even when I'm coughing, I can feel the cough. And it's like, just don't cough. Don't cough. Just try to breathe. And, you know, so it's, it's definitely like suffocating, I would say. It's, it's you're, you're not, it's not like you're breathing in as hard as you can and you can't get air. It's just, it hurts almost. It's like your lungs fill up because they're already filling up with fluid and everything else. So as you breathe, your lungs full with just the little bit amount of air that you can get in. So you're, you're breathing heavy. Like you just ran a mile or you walked down to get the mail when you're fat, you know? (laughs) So, you know, so so I, I, I feel like, you know, if somebody was worried about this, which I, I think we've all come to the conclusion, the entire freaking world should be, you know, like I've had my children out of the house twice, but they never left the car in the past two months, you know? Um, was it it's kind of difficult to I guess ask but sleeping was it easier like on your side on your stomach on your back you know, like just for anybody you know like what was best for you like best the best approach to actually fall asleep on, side. on your on side. My side definitely and on my back was the worst you know felt like when I was on my back I had the weight of my chest and the weight of everything just felt like it was sitting on you. And that, that's another way I guess I could describe it. Like somebody's sitting on your chest. You know what I mean? So as you take that deep breath, there's no room for your lungs to expand to try and take a deep breath. You right. know, so you're you're just taking a short breath, you know? Right. Um, well, it was hard. Well, last episode I know um, we did like a short little briefing on, hey, look, you know, here's who we'll be on. Here's what we're going to talk about and such. Um, but for probably obvious reasons, I uh, obvious for you and I, um, I I didn't say you know anything about uh, your your career choice and such. But knowing what you do, are is something like are you nervous to go back to something like that? Because you know, because you know just as well as I do, it, it, it's a form of in the public eye. The, uh, hundreds of people, thousands of people daily. Mm-hmm. Does something in that atmosphere? Because let's be real, dude. There's a pretty positive chance it might it probably came from a place like that, possibly. Well, I mean, you know, I wasn't working at the time. Um, that's one thing. But as far as going back to work, um, I you know I don't know if we mentioned it, but I'm in the casino industry. I didn't say so, that because I didn't know if you yeah. wanted to. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. So definitely, in the <laughs> and it's a it's a career for me. So um, I'm not too concerned about going back because the belief is that I can't get it again. I mean, there's there's different things out there. Some people say that some have and some haven't, but that doesn't mean 
in my mind that I can't bring it home to my family. So I'm still very worried when I go out. I'm still very just as cautious as if I was the same. So, um, so I, I, don't mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but I kind of have to so, because the whole time I was like, okay, you know, obviously hands all over the checks left and right, transactions left and right. And then I got to thinking he may have gone from there because it's like a droplet thing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, therefore, you had, you know have to touch it, have, has to touch you, whatever the heck it is. And then I was thinking, you know, you know, Kenny's like up here now, where he doesn't really yeah. have to do that anymore. It might be the people that are down here now. So then I was yeah. um, I don't know what the heck it was from, but, man, it sucks. Yeah, I mean, if you think about the different levels in the casino industry, your, your dealers and stuff like that are going to be what you said. Touching the chips, touching the money, the two dirtiest things by far in a casino. Oh, uh, Johnny, anyway. they're gross, bro. Him and I used to yeah. deal together for a long so, time, and it was gross. You know, you have that, and, you know, you have the, the shoe money and the bra money, you know, coming out. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's the things the dealers have, but then as you go up the ladder, like in my situation, I'm shaking hands, I'm doing all these things, so everybody's kind of exposed, but... uh. There's going to be extreme regulations. Um, I know one of the things they're doing, I'm not sure if my particular casino will do it, but I'm imagining they will, is uh, the, on the entrances and throughout the casino, they've installed uh, thermal cameras. So the, instead of them taking your temperature as you come in, anybody with a body temperature of over 100 degrees will be alerted on the screens. So oh, as shit. they're coming in, yeah. So there'll, there'll be live updates and stuff like that. Um, they're putting plexiglass dividers in between the slot machines so you're in your own little cubicle uh, limiting three players to a to a table no way oh yeah opening up because if you remember this hit Macau before it hit here yeah so we uh, you know there's a lot of casinos in Macau and they were only shut down for a month but they are like Steve Wynn Wynn's got casinos in Macau so he's already listed 23 pages of what they're going to do in Vegas when they reopen and the things. And their thing is every other, like just take a game as blackjack. Every other blackjack table will be open with a maximum of three players on each table have to be seats in between you. Um, as a player gets up from the table, the supervisor will uh, sanitize the rail, the chair and everything else. And it's, it's a lot of crazy stuff. So, so let me ask both of you all a question. With all this shit that's going on, do you think this is going to be our new standard from that from here on out? Do you think this is a new standard? I think I'm it's curious start, myself. I think it'll start like this, and things will definitely loosen. Um, okay. Okay. You know, I think it's going to have to be pretty extreme as we start to open back up. Um, but as far as casinos, I don't know. I don't. I think they're going to be one of the last things to open back up. Uh, they'll be limited. The talk with Vegas was as they open, their hotels will be limited to 20% capacity. Um, you know, I know companies that have multiple properties in Vegas might not open all their properties right away. They might open one or two properties and then, you know, see how things go. Uh, if they need more, if their hotels are filling up to 20% capacity, then maybe they would expand. And all of that's hearsay. You know, I mean, I definitely don't know anything from my professional side of it. They haven't told us any updates because they don't have any updates, you know. 
But well, one of the things that, that I you know you mentioned about the cubicles and the slot machines and stuff, um, and it kind of goes with what Johnny just asked. Uh, do you think stuff like that should stay? I mean, even from a gaming protection thing or whatever, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about the industry throughout all of this, just because I understand how dirty it is, you know. And then you just mentioned about, say, blackjack or whatever. Every other table, but three people per table. And are they even able to do that if the whole six foot social distance thing thing is because those tables are only four and a half feet long or wide rather? Yeah, I mean, all these things would have to be approved. Um, they've actually, you know what? Let me. Uh, they've come up with a thing for the blackjack tables, plexiglass that goes around the front, and there's dividers too. So if you're sitting or standing, there's plexiglass between you and the dealer. Okay. The other player. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know? Yep. So, uh, gotcha. It's crazy. There's going to be, and then all the things that I was talking about Macau, most of those restrictions, Johnny, back to your question, most of the restrictions in Macau are starting to ease up now and they're, they're starting to let more and more people into the casino. You know, so. Okay. Uh, I, th I think whatever we do, you know, like, we're going to see a spike. Like, eventually, we, we got to just figure out how to, open things up and keep that number at a manageable level. But things are going to spike as we start to open things up, you know, and I, 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 I can't agree with you. I can't imagine how it's going to work in the casino industry. If it's just, it's, it's just like, it's just like the flu. I, I'm sorry. I, in my opinion, it's not just going to go away. It's no. not going to go away. It's it, it, it will get to the point where it's treatable um, they will f find a vaccine, but this is just something that it's a virus. It's just not going to go away. Yeah. But, I feel like it has to make its way through the public. It's just, we have to make it so it goes slow enough that we can make sure that we can handle it. You know, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree. I don't know, man. Yeah. This, is, this is all jacked up. This entire, yeah. this entire thing. Yeah. I've mentioned probably four or five times, like, I never thought in my lifetime I'd ever, like, see the world shut down, you know? And then, like, I've always envisioned, like, I, I mean, I, I guess I really haven't. I don't know, because I, I, I just, I, I never thought any of this would happen. And then, you know, uh, as most of the listeners know, I'm, you know, not in that industry anymore, but... Like, right now, I'm essential. You know, like, I got to work through all this stuff, and I have new patients uh, coming in and, in and out of my facility daily by, like, the double digits, you know? And mm -hmm. uh, the company that I do work for, we are one of three, what I was told, in our division uh, across the country, I believe, that have not had one positive person. And this is a multi-billion dollar company. We got hospitals all over the country, and we were one of three that did not have somebody positive. How? I have no freaking clue. But, I mean, thankfully. That's good. Yeah, that's a good thing. So they came out yesterday, I believe, and I think it was, I'm not sure if it was just a Maryland thing, but over half of the deaths in Maryland have been from uh, homes. You know, um, what's the words I'm looking for? Uh like old folks' homes. <laughs> yeah, senior living. 
and stuff. Yep. Well, so, so that's what they. That, listen, listen, dude, you're not in a suit and tie. It's, it's old folks' <laughs> homes. You don't need to say senior living. All right. Oh, that's good, yeah. <laughs> you should see this man in a suit, by the way. Holy hell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You should see this guy try to deal tight, but that's a whole other show. All right. Good thing. Good thing I can edit this show. Go ahead. <laughs> Here in our local area, we have a, uh, not a local, but uh, yeah, I'm in Augusta County in, in Rockingham County. There is a, uh, a nursing home up there that has, I think, 23 cases of it. And one of our best friends, her grandmother is there. And it's, she's scared to death. You know, all, ever since this went down, she's always been up there to see her every weekend. She can't go see her. And she has it as well. And so we're, we got our fingers crossed and our prayers are up for our good friend that everything works out. They can get back to see each other. So, you know, I saw this sucks. It sucks. I saw this thing today and uh, I'm praying to God I read it wrong, but I truthfully don't think I did. Um, there's this, did you guys hear about like the 23 workers at Walmart who, who were not wearing masks? And who who got caught not wearing masks and they all tested positive? Do you see that, Johnny? I, I just saw that this afternoon before we even started recording. I just saw that shit. It popped up on my notifications um, in news. Yeah, all of yes. them. All of them were positive, and none of them were wearing masks. Mm-hmm. I'm, listen, I'm not. I'm not. You know, like about inflicting violence or whatever, but I would punch them in the throat and listen to them gasp for air. Those fucking schmucks. That's bullshit. Here's, an- here's another thing. This is one thing I posted on my Facebook. Oh, today. Ju- wait, hold on. Kenny, I'm- be ready. He's going to get mad. Go ahead, Johnny. <laughs> yes, I'm getting pissed off. Yes, I'm getting pissed off. And I'm not saying where I saw it at or where it came from. Wearing a mask that hangs off your freaking nose is just like wearing a condom after you clip the freaking tip off, you dumbasses. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad Kenny, I asked you to Kenny, be a part Kenny, of my show. that's how I get. Kenny, there that's go. how I get to be. I like it. <laughs> that's what he does. He clips the tip off of his. But... <laughs> I'm shooting blanks, baby. I don't care. I can clip the tip. <laughs> 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 so uh choke on that pretzel <laughs> so the thought process so obviously Paige and the kids have had some discussions about all this stuff um but just for being a daddy now um what did the kids have to say to you just supportive um you know, we honestly didn't get a whole lot into it. They they were nervous. They were scared. But um, they couldn't have been more supportive. You know what I mean? And Johnny just see that they're 14, 17, and 19. So it's not like they're babies. But they're also, to, they can understand the severity of it, too. You know? Right. Uh, yeah. And I, I do want to say, you... You and Dominic are the first father-son combo I have ever had on my show. Johnny, be- Johnny, before I brought you into this royal mess, I had his son Dominic on the show um, back in 2018. So, first ever father-son duo to make it to the TC. Yeah. Nice. 
Hey, Kenny, is that who I saw getting you set up right before we started recording? No, that was uh, our oldest son, Luke. So oh, okay, my, okay. I, I told you I'm in my wife's office here. We we call He's part of the IT team. So when we have problems, <laughs> we call the IT team down and comes in and just fixes some stuff for us. And, All right, so that was Luke, you said. Yep, Luke. He usually right, you tell, you tell him I said hello. I, I saw him getting help and you get set up. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like me. That's like me and my daughter. My daughter has helped me out so many times trying to do this show. You can ask Todd. I'll be like, Todd, hold on. I got to go get Shelly. Or I got to go get my wife. I can't get connected. Hold on. <laughs> he had a hard time finding the power button. Come on. <laughs> no, I know that one. <laughs> now you do. Now yeah. I do. I just, I don't, I didn't know how to get connected to the internet. <laughs> so I do want to, uh, I do want to say something here uh, real quick about our good buddy. Um, yeah. yeah. Me, uh, Johnny, my uh, my friend, Kenny Smith, he uh, he got a hold of me on Tuesday, and uh, he broke some news about a buddy of ours. He, uh, he tested positive. He is the other one who I know that has tested positive. And uh, I got to speak with him for a little bit via text because – Talking to him right now is kind of hard, and um, dude's a rock star and a fighter and a half, man. And he said, uh, you know, he would love to be on the show. So, um, who is that? How are you? <laughs> he said, "Who is that?" <laughs> she she used to kick. Me, she used to try to kick me out of that house, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry for the listeners, but we're we're all watching each other on the monitor, and we got we've got somebody poking and waving. We got Mrs. Smith on here, but yeah, that's, that's good. That's that's good shit. But our our good buddy Michael Lastray, I'm gonna throw it out there, dude. We're thinking about you, man. Pulled through, and he said he he said he wants to come on the show after he kicks this uh, coronavirus ass. Yeah, he's got a hell of a story too. Because um, the the one thing that we didn't talk about too much when they when they called me and told me I was positive, they wanted to know where I had been previous for the two weeks. I uh, told them about buying the car. Told them I bought gas. They wanted to know if I went inside. I didn't. I uh, told them about getting my cast off. They wanted to know where the doctor's office was and everything. And I told them I had gone to another dealership prior to that. And they said, okay, that's all we need. And I said, you don't need to know any information about that place? And they said, nope, we're good. I said, so is that where I picked it up? And they said, well, we can't tell you that because that would be disclosing somebody else's information. So I basically know exactly where I got it. Um, yep. I know the exact minute I contracted it, I think, because – like I said, my wife was opening doors for everything. I, we were being real cautious, but I shook somebody's hand. And as I'm shaking his hand, I'm like, oh, what am I doing? You know, it's just a natural reaction. That To me, that's the only place I could have gotten it. Now, back to our friend Michael. Mike, he has been completely quarantined. And uh, it's crazy, his story. And we'll let him. I don't want to divulge too much information, you know. We'll let him tell his story, but that's that's one hell of a story that I would be very interested in hearing the whole thing. So, uh, and Todd, to you, I talked to him today. He's uh, still pretty good. He's um, he's fighting the battle, but 
I've been talking to him every day, and I, we think he's plateaued, and uh, he's doing a little better today than he was yesterday for the first time. Excellent. So he's, hopefully he he's the epitome of a freaking rock star, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when the world finds out if he's willing to share, uh, he's he's uh, uh, he's a special kind of cat. Yep. Biggest fighter I know. And I used and I used to give him hell all the time on the dice table. Sorry, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Those are good times. Those are good times, man. So yeah, man. Uh, so basically, you had this thing. It kind of like you know had your mind going some ways you probably didn't want to go, and then all of a sudden you just you know you came out on top, Rocky Balboa. Yeah, I mean, I went from. Uh... My very first signs of just a little shortness of breath being on a Wednesday to my worst point in the hospital on a Saturday. And then by the following Wednesday, I was little to no symptoms. So came on that quick and left that quick. But it sounded like it was pretty damn painful uh, in between yeah. and, and a lot of questions in between. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was both physically the worst thing I've ever been through. And mentally, the worst thing I've ever been through. You know, wow. the highs, the lows. The lows were were tough, you know. Wanting to talk to my wife and my kids, but I can't even carry a conversation on because it's just the breathing's that bad, you know. And uh, it's it's rough, you know. If, but, uh, it, go ahead. You know, I, I know you said that, you know, you get like, like 30 messages a day and stuff from people. And... Um, and like I disclosed, we're in 16 countries right now. If they're, I mean, what would you say to somebody going through this right now that, you know, is like just found out? I, honestly, I don't even know. It's just you want to, you know, stay strong. And uh, there's there's good and they're bad for everything. Um, I, it, I, I try to give advice, but nobody I know has had the same exact experience from any of them. Like everybody's experience is different. You know, there's mild and there's heavy and, you know, it's, it's a scary thought. Just, just reach out to anybody, you know, that's in it. That would be my biggest thing for people that don't have it. If you know somebody that's battling this, reach out to them. Cause it's the loneliest, scariest. Yeah. The, if you're in the hospital, the only people you see, think about this guy, the only people you see, you can only see their eyeballs. You can't see their face. You can't see anything. And their eyeballs are through shields and everything. Like, you know, they, uh, you know, I had a nice hospital room. And then there's a little hallway, like, between the room and the door where the bathroom is. That was basically their decontamination area. They would leave me. They would go in there, pull the curtain, strip off their gowns and everything, clean up in the bathroom, and then get out in the hall and regowned up to go somewhere else. And if, uh, if anybody, um, if I needed something while the nurse was in there, they would call them and they they would come and just open the door and put it into the decontamination area to hand it, you know, whether it be medicine or a pillow or a blanket or something like that. But it's the loneliest. And even after the hospital, when I'm quarantined, I'm downstairs, I can still see my wife and kids, but man, it's, it's lonely. So I had the extreme pleasure and the luck of my community was absolutely amazing to us. I mean, the people that reached out, the people that, you know, you're sitting there and next thing you know, the doorbell rings and you open the door and there's a complete meal for your family and 
you see a car pulling out of the driveway, you know, and it's just, it happens so much. I can never thank my friends, my families, my neighbors, and people that I don't even know that, that reached out. And um, so that's my biggest advice is to do that. If you know somebody, be there for them, you know, uh, it, it, it'll mean the world. Trust me. It's things that happened good for me during that time. I'll never forget the rest of my life, you know? So, um, that's awesome. If you're fighting, that's awesome. If you're, if you're fighting it, just, just keep fighting and keep believing, you know, and know that is the only advice I can say is know that as quick as it came on, it'll turn around that quick for you. If it's gets that way, you know, just keep, don't give up, you know? So, one final question that I had about this thing is when, when do you felt like like you were starting to uh, all right I might I might freaking beat this son of a bitch did um did it feel like that from the time basically the six days with no symptoms did it feel like it went pretty quickly once you started to come off of it yeah. all or was it a slow trickle it was quick it was the same thing like. Every day I wake up, I feel twice as good as the day before. And honestly, I was I was scared to say it out loud, you know, because there's so much unknown. I'm like, is this? And they even told me that there's a possibility I could start. I would, I would go up to be at my worst, and then start to feel a little better, and then you could shoot back up again. And by them saying that to me, the doctors, because they said it's it's so unknown, we don't know, but we've seen it happen like that before. So just because you're feeling better, don't overdo it. Don't do things. Just keep riding it out and. And doing things. So even though I'm feeling better, I always had that in the back of my mind. You know, like, I don't want to talk too much about it because I do not want to go the other way with this again. You know, like, you know, like, that's the thing I don't think a lot of people know. I mean, I don't I don't know how much either of you guys know this. Actually, but, like, I read the news, like, every freaking day. Even before all this stuff, I just grew up with a dad who had 17 newspapers every day in front of him. So... Uh, but like I never knew that. I never read that. You know that yeah. you could that, you could plateau, go down, and then oh wait a second, we're going back up the roller coaster again. I've never heard it or seen it, but that's what the doctors you know warned me about. And that's the other thing too, guys. That 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 really adds to the fear of this for me is it's so unknown. It's not like you know they say you've got okay, you're tested positive for X, and every, you know about X. You know. This is something that nobody knew about. So it's like, hey, you're positive, and eh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> you're positive. Not sure what the yeah. hell is going to happen, but you right. had this thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. That's scary, so man. That scary part is that, you know, I, I paid a little bit of attention to it, you know, and it, we never heard anything good about it. So when they tell you, hey, you've tested positive, I, first it was just disbelief with me. I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I'm, if everybody – even in my family, I was by far the least out there at all, you know, the least exposed person. So, you know, I say, I think I know where I got it shaking that hand, but you know, I got gas that week too. I could have been from picking up the handle of the gas pump. Like you never really know, you know, but how I don't out, know. How out in public are you now? Like, do you go out to grocery stores and stuff or are you being like uh, uh, kind of skittish? Um, I, I do go out because I don't want my wife to go out. Right. You know? Um, I make sure I do the shopping. Uh, for her business, she has to go out to certain offices and pick up some stuff. So that's usually once a week. I'll do that for her. You know, if I can keep her in, you know, any of them in. But our, 
our kids, my oldest is 20. He's a cook at a restaurant here. So he goes to work, mask and gloves and comes home and our basement bathroom, we, we call it the Corona shower, you know, so <laughs> that's where I well, if you come in the basement and just go ahead and put your clothes in the dryer washer and jump in the shower down there, you know, and. Well, let me so. ask you this then real quick, because I find that to be very interesting, and, and I think some so, so some other people actually might have the same question. With, so, you're, a lot of your, your, your community knows that you had this, knows that you were the second case, whatever. Um, yeah. and, and then all of a sudden, hey, here comes Kenny, he's coming to pick up all this stuff, he's in the grocery <laughs> store, and they're like, hey, did, weren't, are you him? Aren't you that guy? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. has anything ever been said to you or anything? Or, or do um, it's it's a little different, only because that I wanted to do the uh, the plasma donation, so I had to be retested and I tested negative. Um, so I have that, and that's public out there too. But I definitely feel some pushback. Um, you know, I do some contracting work on the side, and I saw a friend's truck uh, outside of a job when I was driving by, and I called them. And I was like, you know, hey, I just saw your truck in Annapolis. And his response was, stay the fuck away from me. You know? <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I used to laugh. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah. And he asked how I was doing. Um, but, uh, Todd, you'll appreciate this. Uh, probably the best comment through everything I got was I have a friend that, that moved to Vegas. And uh, I had put in a video up right before when I was in quarantine on Facebook. And uh, I hadn't heard from him at all. And he calls me and says, uh, hey, man, I just saw your video on Facebook. And I was like, oh, yeah. He goes, I thought you said you lost 40 pounds. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, wait, wait. What Can I take a guess who this is? Was it uh, a guy? No, you, you don't know. It's not you the Godfather? Know. No. Uh, okay. Nope. Okay. That's all I needed. That's all I want to uh, know. That was probably the best comment. We both laughed for about five minutes. <laughs> I like, you know how to break the ice. <laughs> well, dude, that, that's a that's a that's a dick comment, but that's funny. That's what friends do, you know. That's right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, you know, like you seem to be in good spirits, man. That's freaking awesome. Because I watched the video, and uh, like I'm not gonna lie, dude. Like I went over to Tawny, and I was like, holy, and dude, I was crying. Like, I, 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 like it pissed me off, man. Because you know you're one of the good ones in the world, and it's like, man, but you overcame stuff, and I'm freaking happy and stoked for you guys. I appreciate it very much. Um, you know, kind of back to what you were saying, though, I, I, I'm kind of treading that line and that um, I've got a couple couple things that are, I'm waiting on to do some wallpaper jobs. But, um, you know, like Paige said, well, now that you're better, maybe you could, you know, help people out by delivering food or, you know, doing stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, but if it wasn't us and it wasn't our family, how would you feel if, somebody came and delivered your food and you knew that he had already tested positive for Corona, you know? Right. So I'm um, kind of, you know, we, we, and honestly, we talked about it before we, we started sharing our story and I said, honey, this is, we're going to share it because hopefully we can help somebody, but there's a chance that, you know, I'm going to be looked at like somebody in the eighties and nineties that had AIDS, like, you yeah. know, oh, it being, you know, you can't be in the same room with them, but you know, thankfully it hasn't been like that. I've gotten, 98% support, and a couple of people have definitely pulled away, you know. Like I told you about my one buddy's kids aren't allowed to associate with uh, their other friends anymore. But, you know. But, you know what, though? It's all that crap. And, like, 
you know, the... The world gets a lot of heat sometimes, but man, that's... I mean, that just shows that there still is a lot of good character in the world. Yeah, there really is. And uh, we were concerned about my son going back to work at the restaurant and concerned about everybody's thoughts with that. So he did his two-week quarantine, and then he stayed off of work for an additional two weeks. So he was out a month and waited until I tested negative and all before he went back to work. Uh, But it's, you know... at least we haven't heard much directly. <laughs> you know, I mean, who knows? I, I could have friends I don't have friends anymore, but I don't know. <laughs> you know but directly, we haven't. We, I've gotten so much support, like I said earlier. It's, it's been absolutely amazing, the amount of support I've gotten. Well, that's, so. well, that's pretty awesome, man. Dude, uh, hats off to you, man. It was, uh, it was a wild time for you, I'm sure. And, you know, as, as a buddy of yours, man, I'm... I'm pretty thankful that you, that you kicked out of this. So, I uh, appreciate it very much, Todd. Uh, Johnny, what uh, are your thoughts, man? This, this, I mean, for, first of all, you, first of all, I don't think you understand who who we had on here today. You know, like there's uh, like the common man, and like that. You know, they got like a dealer or two. You know, hey, uh, twenty one, good job. And then you got Kenny. He was like, my roof is, I don't know, another seven feet above me where I'm at right now. And on like the chain of command, he's like twelve feet above that. So uh, he's, he's a pretty powerful man. My, my, my thoughts are, go ahead. I, I would like to go ahead and get your contact information on Facebook. Let, put it out there for everybody so I can, because as soon as we get off of here, I'm looking you up on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, we'll put it out. I'll let you know. His page is probably verified, has a blue check mark, because he's a pretty important guy. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but hey, what is it, Kenny? I just—I don't have a page other than my my personal one, just uh, Kenneth Smith. So there's probably Kenneth Smith. Yeah. How many of those? Uh, no, no, no. He's he's number forty. He's like number forty-two if you search yeah, Kenneth Smith on Skype. That's, yeah, that's not a common name at all. <laughs> no. not, not the last name Smith. Right. That's but, all right. I'll find your ass. Well, yeah, well, hey man, I really appreciate you coming on. I think this was awesome. Um, We've been rolling here for quite a long time, so I won't hold you guys up here uh, too much longer. But I, I think, I'm not gonna lie, man, I was I was pretty stoked about this. Uh, heard some of it already, but I'm honestly really happy that we are so deep throughout the world in this thing right now. That it's not just gonna be the United States. It won't just be Spain. It just won't be Canada. It won't be. Whoever the heck else we just got, it doesn't matter. It's going to be everywhere, and it never goes away, which is even better. So it's not just like a one-time thing, you know what I mean? Johnny, what's up? Well, before we get off of here, Kenny, I have a question for you. Me being the hype man for Tattooed in the Wild, what's on your sleeve there, brother? I want to see that tattoo uh, on you. Show him the beard! Show him the beard! I want to see the sleeve, see? My father. Johnny, get ready. Get ready. My son, I got uh, Las Vegas. Look at look at the look, look at that. Look at the yeah. bicep. That's, That's badass, dude. Johnny, got ask him about the beard. <laughs> I, no, I don't have that anymore. I actually shaved it. No. Okay, I, um, yeah, I got my mom here, and I, I used to. Uh, I was growing a beard on her face here, but she got kind of upset about that. So <laughs> I went ahead and shaved it for her. You know, dude, that's that's badass. I mean, like I said, me me being in with tattooed in the wild, dude. I've been I've, I've been trying to eyeball and catch that freaking tattoo all oh, night yeah. in between the stories. So I knew before we got off here, I had to ask you about your sleeve, dude. It's beautiful. Yeah, 
it's uh had an amazing artist. His name is Dave Way out of Baltimore. And uh Shout actually if you Dave. Google Vegas tattoos, it usually comes up on the first page. It's, he did a great job. So nice, dude. and nice. that's years old, so I'm so sad that beard is gone. Johnny yeah. <laughs> Johnny, he used to sort his arm out and just like play with it, like it's like blowing in the wind. <laughs> yeah, she got upset with that and yeah. When it's being a joke to upset my mama, so I had to shave it. You know? Oh, that's funny, dude. That's fun. That's awesome. Well, Kenny, I'm going to tell you what. Kenny, it was a pleasure meeting and getting to hear your story tonight. Todd, thank you for having him on the episode. And I tried to be quiet all evening long because I was just intrigued all night long. Nah, man. I, it's good to, nice, it's good to talk. Yeah. Nice meeting you too, John. And, and uh, thank you both for uh, having me on and Thanks for helping spread the word, guys. Appreciate uh, it. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Todd Orndorff. Out. Peace. We're talking about a man. That's me. He's esteemed. He's known worldwide. You heard him. He has listeners everywhere. Woo! Damn near every corner of the globe. That's far. Mr. Todd. Let's go. I'm a podcast veteran. Been in the game for 10 years. I got the co-host that knows most, and that's Johnny, and I'm Toddy. This is the TC.